Why do you people hate Nancy Pelosi so? <laughs> Hour number two. Welcome to the program. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110 or 1-800-WBT-1110. Uh, you can also email Pete at the Pete Show.com. That's Callender with a K, A-L-I-N-E-R. And uh, on Twitter at Pete Callender. Uh, so uh, here's, let me see here, this one email uh, from Tony who said, uh, Pete, the Taiwanese, oh, Pelosi's visit, the Taiwanese have a new vodka they want her to test. But she doesn't, I thought she doesn't drink. That's what she said she doesn't drink. Um, Mark says, Pete, on Pelosi's visit, number one, is there any chance they will keep her? Number two, we have learned the delay in her arrival was because of a refueling stop. Huh. Oh, not for the plane for Pelosi. They had a Smirnoff truck on standby. Oh, my gosh. Why? Come on, people. What? She said she doesn't drink, right? She said Madison Cawthorn accused her of drinking, and she's like, she doesn't even drink. She's a teetotaler, and then her husband got busted for DUI. So I, I guess he does. I don't I think he's going to be her chauffeur. In time. Oh, come on now. Okay, I'll stop. All right, I'll stop. House Republicans following Florida Governor DeSantis's lead on CRT. It's not really true, but kind of. That's the headline at uh, TampaFP.com. I don't know what the FP. It's a it's a newspaper, Free Press. Anyway, um, I understand though. Like in 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 reporter world, the what you do is you take a national story and you try to localize it. And so uh, you got a North Carolina congressman, our own Dan Bishop. He has introduced legislation or a resolution rather at the house. And I've got the copy of it here and it's anti CRT. It's identifying the Marxist roots of CRT critical race theory. And uh, this is uh, then of course, quote localized down in Florida. And yes, to be fair, Ron DeSantis did a bill, but you know, so did, um, so did Dan Bishop like a year ago. So House Republicans are following Governor Ron DeSantis's lead in trying to keep critical race theory from spreading. As the Daily Caller reported, North Carolina GOP Representative Dan Bishop introduced a resolution Friday that labels CRT a Marxist ideology that poses a threat to the country. Now, back in April, Governor DeSantis signed a law prohibiting CRT from being taught in schools and businesses. He said at the time, quote, no one should be instructed to feel as if they are not equal or shamed because of their race. In Florida, we will not let the far-left woke agenda take over our schools and workplaces. There's no place for indoctrination or discrimination in Florida. All right. So, here is the resolution. And I know I know how it sounds. I know how it sounds. When, when you start talking about critical race theory... The components of it, the founders of it, the animating ideology behind it, you start to sound like Joe McCarthy. I get it. I, under, I, am, I am sensitive to this. But I also really, really don't like communism. And so uh, when I am presented with the evidence and I have in my in my hand here, this is my stack of uh, this is actually about a quarter of the the stack that I have on critical race theory, critical legal studies. You know the, where it came from, critical studies, all critical theory, like all of this stuff comes from 
Marxism, Antonio Gramsci, you know, the Italian Marxist, uh, the prison notebook. Like this is where the lineage of critical race theory comes from. And it's intentional. And I have their own words describing what it is. I've been going over this for a year, a couple of years now. Here's the book by Richard Delgado, Critical Race Theory. Page three. You don't even have to go very deep into the book to find it. The critical race theory movement is a collection of activists and scholars engaged in studying and transforming the relationship among race, racism, and power. The movement considers many of the same issues that conventional civil rights and ethnic studies discourses take up, but places them in a broader perspective that includes economics, history, setting, group, and self-interest, and emotions and the unconscious. This is why I talk about it's, it, this, it's, it's more than a curriculum when you're talking about a school level. It's a, it's a prism through which you see all things. It's a, it's a pedagogy. It's a method of teaching. Right? It, it, it's, it's everywhere. It's in everything. This is how you end up with these silly uh, you know, math is racist stories. Unlike traditional civil rights discourse, this is, again, the guy who literally wrote the book Critical Race Theory, Richard Delgado, page three. Unlike traditional civil rights discourse, which stresses incrementalism and step-by-step progress, critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment rationalism, and neutral principles of constitutional law. This is what they say it means. This is what they say it means. And I'm glad we've gotten past the first wave of lying that none of this is being taught in the schools. I mean, every now and again, you encounter somebody who tries to make that pitch, but it doesn't, like everybody everybody knows it's not true now, right? Everybody knows that there are elements of CRT because it, as I mentioned, it's a, It's a pedagogy. It's a method of teaching. It's not going to be, today, class, we're going to learn about critical race theory. No, it's, we're going to do a privilege walk. Or, hey, why don't you uh, come on in? Welcome to the classroom. First day of school. Here's the bulletin board, and here are the rules for the classroom. And embedded in the rules for the classroom are CRT-infused ideas. This This is the point. So uh, a few salient points stand out in this paragraph from James Delgado, or Richard Delgado, rather. This is James Lindsay writing at newdiscourses.com. First, critical race theory is centrally concerned with, no, not race, Mm -mm. power. Power. That's what critical race theory is centrally concerned with, power, which it holds in higher regard than truth. This is actually, I've talked about this before, postmodernism. This is a postmodernist position that claims to truth are assertions of power by specific means. So that's your truth. That's my truth. That's where this garbage comes from. What is the truth? Well, you can't say what is the truth. And if what you say is the truth, if that carries the day, well, that's because you're just in a, in a position of power. Second. It distinguishes itself from traditional civil rights and instead favors identity politics in the radical sense. It's not interested in progress, but revolution. And it calls into question the very foundations of the liberal order. As I mentioned, 
equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment rationalism, neutral principles of constitutional law, right? These are anti-American ideas. That's what they are, right? Because America was founded based on these ideas. But they say America was founded based on race, which is a social construct, and it's inherently evil, and the whole system needs to be torn down because of it. And guess what rises in its place, <laughs> right? It's not the same system that we have. No, no, no. I'll give you a hint. And it rhymes with socialism. It actually is socialism. It doesn't even rhyme with it. It's the same word. <laughs> News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Congressman Dan Bishop told the Daily Caller... Prior to introducing his resolution titled Establishing the Marxist Roots of Critical Race Theory and Detail the Threat This Divisive Ideology Poses to the American Republic, he said, quote, CRT proponents cannot be allowed to conceal the Marxian foundations of their racist ideology. This resolution allows Congress to do what has always been essential to defeating Marxism, calling it what it is and exposing those who consort with it. Whereas critical race theory is a newly prominent vein of thought that has arisen in the United States with the purpose of calling into question the founding and moral legitimacy of the United States, both here and throughout the world, and is for many reasons a pressing issue of debate for the American people. Whereas critical race theory identifies a special kind of property, which is whiteness. See, once you realize that they swapped out economic Marxism for identity or racial Marxism and whiteness becomes the propertied class, right? It all makes sense, right? It all makes sense. You have this thing and that makes you bad. And so that's the property. It, granted, you didn't have anything to do with that. You just were born, right? So this uh, special kind of property, this whiteness created by white people originally from Europe in order to grant themselves power and privilege while excluding other racial groups from whiteness and its putative benefits. Whereas critical race theory teaches children that they are either oppressors or oppressed based solely on the color of their skin. Accordingly, claims to identify a racial stratification of American society and its institutions created by access to and exclusion from whiteness. It's a specialized form of racial property that confers social capital upon those who, with access to it. Whereas critical race theory designates as privileged those granted access to whiteness. Contends that this White privileged status is maintained by an ideological commitment to what it calls white supremacy, by which it means maintenance of this form of racial property and the capacity to exclude certain people from it, and thus establishes therein a racial hierarchy within the United States. Whereas critical race theory frames the alleged racial class stratification of American society as racial class antagonism, across this line of stratification, and it explicitly frames this antagonism, this racial class antagonism, as structural in nature. Systemic racism sees it as structurally determinant 
upon the character of the United States, its citizens, and defines it in terms of a structural dialectic analogous to Karl Marx's doctrines of structural classism and material determinism and dialectical materialism. All they've done is swapped one form of property for another. That's it. Whereas critical race theory claims that structural racism is the fundamental organizing principle of the United States society and it's or, it is its ordinary state of affairs. This is what CRT says. Thus, framing the U.S. as an intrinsically unjust, oppressive, and racist nation. And this being in direct analogy to Karl Marx's views on the structural nature of capitalism, which was his caricature of the free market principles that underlie U.S. society, especially inalienable property rights. Whereas critical race theory contends that its purpose is to awaken a racial class consciousness pursuant to, in its own defining words, quote, calling into question the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment rationalism, neutral principles of constitutional law. This is what CRT is attacking. They say that's what its purpose is. Critical race theorists consider themselves, quote, highly suspicious of rights and thus set themselves in opposition to the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the American founding ideals of inalienable rights secured by a government and the social fabric of the American Republic. In its words, CRT, quote, contains an activist dimension such that it, quote, not only tries to understand our social situation, but to change it. It sets out not only to ascertain how society organizes itself along racial lines and hierarchies, but to transform it for the better and thereby affirms the dialectical conception of the world and man's role in it as put forth by Karl Marx. Critical race theorists claim the only solution to this state of affairs is to, quote, abolish whiteness, explicitly rejecting incremental and step-by-step progress, which is the perfect analogy to Karl Marx's demand in the Communist Manifesto, right, to abolish bourgeois private property, with this being the clearly stated purpose of raising the racial consciousness. They have publicly called for the principles of critical race theory to be insinuated not only into all vital and secondary American institutions and businesses under terms with deceptive specialist definitions like diversity and equity and inclusion and anti-racism, but also into the U.S. government with power over all the federal policy, public policy, local, state, federal level, in effect establishing a dictatorship of the anti-racists, analogous to the Marxist vanguard concept of a dictatorship of the proletariat. Whereas the creators of critical race theory openly describe themselves as Marxist, and they recognize that CRT is the primary tool of the 20th century movement called critical Marxism. Prominent CRT theorists have explicitly declared that the only remedy to past discrimination is present and future discrimination. That was Zibram X. Kendi. CRT, therefore, not only calls for illegal racial discrimination and structurally determined racial stereotyping, but it also leads to the racial scapegoating of whiteness and those who allegedly have access to it. Therefore, be it resolved, number one, House of Representatives recognizes critical race theory and its derivatives as a form of Marxist ideology. And number two, critical race theory exists in direct opposition to the founding ideals, way of life, and form of government of the U.S. And three, 
declares that as a Marxist ideology, CRT poses a significant threat to the U.S. Republic, its citizens, and the free people of the world, rising to the degree of a clear and present danger to the Republic, its citizens, and the states, its allies, and the good and happiness of mankind. Congressman Dan Bishop has introduced a House resolution titled Establishing the Marxist Roots of Critical Race Theory and Detail the Threat This Divisive Ideology Poses to the American Republic. And uh, he's got like 10, I think he's got like 10 other members that have signed on to it as co-sponsors. Is it going to go anywhere? Probably not. Not with, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Democrats uh, in charge of the House. But this is important. This is important. And I, I, I know people on the left or, you know, don't want to think about this stuff. They they will see this. They'll hear Dan Bishop's name. They'll hear me talking about it. They'll hear Marxism and communism, and they'll just kind of roll their eyes at how it all sounds. And, oh, there they go again. CRT doesn't even exist except in law school, whatever. And I understand that that is a very convenient and easy way to approach the topic. So this way you don't have to think about it because it is insidious it really is there's a great explanation of it and i can't uh recommend highly enough james Lindsay. if you are uh interested in the topic uh to go read the stuff that he has done at newdiscourses.com a lot of the early work from i want to say probably about a year or so ago very i mean it was critical not to no pun intended critical But he defined it as kind of a conspiracy theory, if you think about it. It's kind of a conspiracy theory that everybody and all of society, independently of the people in it, but also individually, right, that everything and everywhere, it's all over the place. It's all, in a systemic sense, organized against non-white people. Everything is organized against non-white people. That's... CRT. And I, uh, I don't believe that to be true. And I know what people are going to say. Well, it's in the, you know, what about the, you know, the provisions that counted uh, blacks as slaves as uh, less than a full human being. And I understand that as well. And that was also, that was also repealed. So the document that you say was inherently racist would then cease to be inherently racist when they got rid of that thing, right? Wouldn't that prove that they learned? No, you see, because racism never goes away. It's cult, It's a, It's systemic. It's part of the social fabric of America, and it's a social construct. Okay, so it doesn't go away. It only appeared to go away because it benefited white people. See, this is, a, it's again, this is very similar to conspiracy theories where Every piece of evidence is evidence that the theory is correct, even if it dispels the notion, even if it is contrary to the theory. Conspiracy theorists will cite it and say, well, that's just proof that they're trying to, you know, uh, to, uh, to mislead us. Oh, that's what they want us to think. Right. So even when like the civil rights, because this battle first started over CRT, this battle began in the 60s. But the civil rights movement actually prevailed. There's 
they appealed to the American founding principles, and they were successful because they did so. What CRT was arguing was for Marxist revolution, and that was rejected. <laughs> and so the, the civil rights movement prevailed. As a result of this line of thinking, all people within the system must be aware of and engage their positionality relative to theorized racial power dynamics. You have to do it intentionally. You got to do it at all times. This is this gets into intersectionality. So critical race theory advocates say that you have to increase the social significance of racial categories in order to engage in identity politics. See, the, the racial identity politics is simply there as a power play. It's not about race. It's about the power. That's the point. James Lindsay goes on to say, and this I want to say, hang on, I'll tell you when. Uh, well, I, I don't have the date. I don't have the date of it. Anyway, uh, newdiscourses.com. It's just called Critical Race Theory. And I want to say it's from like almost a year and a half ago. Uh one consequence of this view is that critical race theory explicitly endorses historical revisionism as it proceeds from the assumption that history was written by dominant, quote, white people, right, parentheses, white people, who have, as a result of their privilege and its influences, not represented it accurately. So we have to revise history. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones's 1619 project. We've got to rewrite history to make it be different because... History is written by the winners. And so when they say that, right, that, that they're saying then that the people with the property, the quote whiteness, they're the ones who wrote all the history. So it's all wrong. Because it's all just an advance or, or in service to an advancement of white supremacy. He goes on to say uh, a, another central tenet is the critique of liberalism. Yeah. CRT is an attack on liberalism. Did you guys know that? Liberals, do you know that? This may come as a shock to many American people who mistakenly identify CRT as something associated with liberals and liberalism. It's not. It's radical. It's revolutionary. It's progressive. This is why I try to be very clear. When I start talking about people on the left, I try to make a point to say, you know, there is a difference between leftists and liberals. CRT is openly anti-liberal. It is an anti-liberal theoretical and political project. See, the liberal approach to anti-racism is to divest race categories of social significance, right? Treat everybody equally. What does that mean? Right? Colorblindness, right? This was the liberal project. The liberal project was to say, no, 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 we, we, we take away the importance and significance of race these are immutable characteristics. You have no control over this that shouldn't dictate things, right? Race should be largely irrelevant. And we as a society should come to see skin color as having no more significance to a person's worth or abilities than their hair color, right? This is referred to by critical race theorists as colorblindness and is deemed highly problematic. Yeah, CRT says that this is that's also in service to white supremacy. A liberal society aims to make sure that everybody is treated equally by ensuring that race, gender, or sexuality does not prevent anybody from accessing any opportunity 
and then it evaluates each individual on their abilities. This is known as meritocracy, right? That is also viewed as highly problematic. The CRT people say that that's uh, that's just an ideology. Meritocracy, oh, that's just an ideology that white people use to maintain their cultural dominance and justify their own white supremacy. Critical race theorists reject these ideas of colorblindness and meritocracy. They call them myths. Myths that white people use to perpetuate their own privilege by failing to see racism operating beneath the surface. See, this is, this is what I mean. It's a conspiracy theory angle here, right? Where, where every piece of evidence, like, well, show me the racist. Where's the racist? Oh, it's systemic. It's out there. Well, I can't find anybody. That's because it's in the institution. Everything is built on it. And this is how you end up with things like, you know, punctuality is white supremacy. Really? I work in radio. Punctuality is, like, really required. It's kind of the jam. You got to know how to hit your posts, which I did not do. All right, so what this resolution that Dan Bishop has introduced in the House of Representatives... Establishing the Marxist roots of critical race theory and detail the threat this divisive ideology poses to the American Republic. I'd like folks to get on record on this, you know, so there are two parts, right? Two components. Number one is whether or not there are Marxist roots of critical race theory. And there are. I mean, it's undeniable. It, It is expressed as such by the people who developed it. There is a direct line of thinkers that go all the way back to Karl Marx. Like literally you could connect all of the people and see who they were quoting and how they were following the lead of these various people. Right. So this is that that's not even debatable. It's not debatable. So then you have to wonder why people don't want to hear that. It's this very weird thing. And I don't know why, and maybe because people are afraid to get any of it on them or something just by merely discussing it. I Maybe they're afraid to be, I, I don't know, they're afraid to be caricatured or mocked for seeing, you know, for seeing commies under every bed. But this is pretty clear cut. This is why I have no problem, you know, calling the communist Chinese regime communist because they are. They, they're proud communists. Why do you rob them of their pronoun? Right? Why are you dead naming them? So... You you should call them communists because they are. They're socialists, communism, right? That's that's their ideology. So too is CRT. They've just swapped out race for economics. That's all. And and, And it's very clear. You could just, again, follow the thinkers back and read what they write. They are explicit in this. This is not me making this up. This is not James Lindsay. Here you go. How about this? Do do you trust the do you trust the Encyclopedia Britannica? Well, I don't know because that sounds kind of British, and you know them British. I think they're white. So, critical race theory. This is how it's described by Britannica. They say that uh, 
distinct human beings, the race, is a socially constructed category that is used to oppress and exploit people of color. The law and legal institutions in the U.S. are inherently racist. This is what the Encyclopedia Britannica says. This is what CRT is an intellectual movement and loosely organized framework of legal analysis based on the premise that race is not a natural, biologically grounded feature, but it's a social construct. Its immediate precursor was critical legal studies, or CLS, right? This is when you hear people talk about, oh, it's just some, you know, really uh, esoteric kind of uh, 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 course uh, taught in Harvard Law School. We used to call them the crits and all this, you know. True. Critical legal studies. True. But that's, that's what led to CRT. And CLS was an offshoot of critical theory. What is critical theory? Well, that's Marxist-oriented as well. Critical theorists believe that political liberalism was incapable of addressing fundamental problems of injustice in American society because its emphasis on the equitable treatment under the law of all races rendered it capable of uh, recognizing only the most overt and obvious racist practices, not those that were relatively indirect, subtle, or systemic. This is, right, this is the conspiracy theory part of it, where it's detectable, but only if you hire Robin DiAngelo to tell you where it is, right? It's just below the surface all the time. Here are the, the basic tenets. Number one, race socially constructed. Um, not biological, not biologically natural, they say. Number two, racism in the U.S. is normal. It is the common, ordinary experience of most people of color. Number three, owing to what critical race theorists call interest convergence or material determinism, that legal advances or even setbacks for people of color tend to serve the interests of dominant white groups. So this is why they reject all the progress that was made by the civil rights movement in the 60s. They say the only thing that it proves is that the white people let you have it. So again, it's another analogy to conspiracy theories, right? Where the only reason that that came about was because, you know, it, it just proves that they have the power to like make that concession. Really? So even, so even when you win, it's because racism, right? <laughs> so again, it's like all evidence, no matter pro or con, all evidence is always found to be in support of the theory. What else? Uh, number four, members of minority groups periodically undergo differential radicalization or the attribution to them of varying sets of negative stereotypes depending on the needs or interests of whites. Uh, number five, according to the thesis of intersectionality, no individual can be adequately identified by membership in a single group. This is intersectionality. This was the work that Kimberly Crenshaw did. And finally, number six, the voice of color thesis. The voice of color thesis. It holds that people of color are uniquely qualified to speak on behalf of other members of their group regarding the forms and effects of Racism. Have you heard this? You've heard this. Right. 
you see this whenever a black conservative says something conservative, right? Pushes back against leftism, and what happens? Right? They get uh, they get smeared. They're attacked, right? Because they're not right. They're they're not the appropriate or or actual voices. This was uh, this was kind of what Joe Biden was talking about when he did that interview, right? Where if you don't vote for me, you're not really black. You're not an authentic voice. So good. I'm glad Dan Bishop proposed it. I don't think it's going to pass, but I want to see some people get on the record. I want to have the debate. I want to hear people's answers to this. (laughs) 